1: And on it, there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. So go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem
0: of a detour. Ask me. Ask Eliza anything. It's time to ask. Ask me all your questions. Leave them in the Instagram Them. We'll read them. Then we'll give you answers. You know it. I've got it. I've got the answer. The answer. You ask me. Out here, you're in me. We're back with another episode of Ask Eliza Anything, the podcast where you ask your life questions and my famous friends, my successful friends, my talented friends—people that I am not even that close with, but really have—we have a mutual appreciation of one another. Answer and weigh in on your life questions, and with me today is super brand fashion mogul, fashion designer, beautiful Jew, Rebecca Minkoff. Thank you so much. It'd be so weird if I said beautiful Jew,
1: and, and you weren't Jewish.
0: Wouldn't that be weird? Be it would be offensive. But I like to wouldn't say it?
1: like, I, uh, Jews are neurotic, and I feel like I can say that because I'm a Jew.
0: Absolutely, uh, you, you're always allowed to make fun of what you are. Uh, everyone else, uh, stay back. And. I was a fan of your brand. There's, You have a store right there on Melrose. I was a fan of that brand, and I'd gone shopping there many times before you DM'd me and said that you were a fan. Yes. And I was like, these stars have aligned. And I've semi-stalked you to get you on the podcast. You dressed me for an event that I did at Madison Square Garden. Yes, I did, girl. You did, and I looked beautiful. Yep. I use that picture a lot. Yep. And you're here on the podcast, and my fans are your fans. I think every girl... I think your demographic is similar to mine in that it's lovely girls on the go, doing it their way, all of these lovely words. And I'm sure they all own like a Rebecca Minkoff piece because even before I was aware of the store, I owned like a bag from Rebecca Minkoff.
1: Yeah, because our girl is an elder millennial. I love just that. Just to let you know. My, you hear that? My first girl was an elder millennial. When I launched, that's, that's the age group that bought. That's so. the
0: age group. We are the age group that buys. Yes. And people have a lot of very fashion-specific questions okay. that I cannot answer, only you can. Okay. So we're going to start off with one that I'm sure you get a lot, Norse.God.Dogs. How did you get your start in fashion?
1: Oh, my gosh. Um, it's a really long story. I'm going to abbreviate it. Just yeah. You can Google it um, to hear about the ad nauseum interviews I've given. But totally. But when I was eight, I wanted to dress. My Jewish mother said no um, I'm not gonna buy you that dress it's too expensive but I'll show you how to sew so she had this policy in my life that was like I won't buy it for you she taught you how to fish she taught me how to fish and when you're an 8 year old girl you just want can I swear oh yeah you just Fuck want the yeah. fucking dress yes. you know but I did fall in love with sewing and I did find a passion for design that had she said yes who knows maybe I'd be who knows a what comedian. I'd be a comedian or a surfer I don't know You made, where are you from San
0: Diego. Oh yeah, that's fair. That could have been my route. I thought you were from like the Lower East Side. I'm like, no, <laughs> "No, not, you can't serve here. No. Kelly underscore Adeline says, "What do you recommend to someone with no prior experience who wants to get started in fashion?"
1: Apply to any fashion company. Don't set your sights and stars on the ones you've heard of. I think get in the door and be willing to do anything. When I first was hired, I shipped boxes. I cut swatches till my fingers were blue. I picked up the CEO's son. Maybe that's not kosher anymore, but whatever it was, I did it. And um, I was willing to work hard and showed that. And you you can do a lot
0: and get far by doing that. It's interesting you say that. I just had Laura Murphy on who's the director of my sketch show and people, whatever the business is, people always ask, how did you get your start? And, I remember being an intern or like writing letters of uh, inquiry, just being like, do you need help? What can I do? Was I the best employee? No, but there is that can-do attitude. I too cut swatches. My father had a clothing business. um, And I remember he gave me like a summer job and I would always cut them at a weird angle. So I had to keep recutting. So these large squares got very small. But I remember going to like the warehouse and picking up scraps of material and you kind of just do whatever you need to do Because quite frankly, at that level, like when you're interning, when you're starting, you should just be grateful to be there. Totally. And they always say, don't ever let someone on set know your name, like the person in charge, because then they'll always ask for you. Make sure you walk in that first day to your boss, the CEO, and you're like, anything you need, I'm here. Yep. Because they just need capable people.
1: Totally. And I I say this a lot. You can't Uber or Amazon Prime your way to success. And this needs to be like the long view, like put your head down, work your ass off. Yeah. And it'll
0: come. It'll come. But yeah, and I don't, I don't think it can be taught. I think you're the kind of person that says yes and is self-motivated or you're a garbage slob. Total shame of the earth. Shame of the earth. Sarah Cat Zero, what do you think is the most underrated piece of clothing that every woman should have in their wardrobe? That's a great question.
1: I'm really a fan of an inside jacket is what I call it. Or an outfit completer. It's usually leather. It's usually a lighter type of leather, so mm-hmm. that you can wear it inside. But I just feel like you can pretty much do anything. You can throw it over a t shirt, a dress, a sweater, and it just like
0: makes you look a little bit more chic. Over a sweater, yeah, like a light sweater. This Los Angelino was like over a. Where'd you get a sweater in the first place? <laughs> okay, so just like not like a shell. No, that goes underneath. Like a like, like an a outer light, la- like a light outer layer. It's an inside jacket. An inside jacket. Yeah. You're coining that term right now. I, I, I'm going to TM it. It's, is it underrated so people just don't have an appreciation for how that piece really completes the look? Correct. And
1: they think, oh, I'm going to an office, so I need a blazer. You don't need a blazer. You just need an inside jacket.
0: An inside jacket. We happen
1: to make one, so if you're looking.
0: RebeccaMinkoff.com, where they type in inside
1: jacket? No, they type in moto, West Moto jacket. West Moto jacket.
0: Yeah. Is Moto a thing? Because I've seen like Moto leggings before. Is M-O-T-T-O, right? No, that's motto. Moto. You're right, that is motto. We're going to cut that out. No, leave it. I don't mind being humble. But motto, I've seen, like, what does that mean? I think when people
1: are like, ooh, I'm using zippers and black, then it's like motto.
0: I'm trying to think, what do do I think? Not that anybody cares. Most underrated piece of clothing, I say white Hanes t-shirt. You can dress it up, dress it down. You will always look like a lesbian, but it's comfy. Totally. Yeah.
1: Can I add one more underrated one and tell a funny story? Absolutely. Um, A pair of, like, boy brief... um, underwear Mm -hmm. uh I don't know if it's just because I had three kids and felt like I needed to be hugged down there afterwards Mm. but I just feel like when I feel supported and like yeah like a nice not like that flimsy shit that like
0: where the band is tight but the rest isn't
1: yeah it's like this loose thing and I've tried a lot of lingerie and I'm just I'm not a fan so I just think boy briefs will you come out with a lingerie line in like three to four years. Okay.
0: Yes. It's in the works.
1: It's in the works. And I will not give you something that when you pull your pants up, it like rolls up with you.
0: Oh my God. I do have a pair of underwear that does that. It's my, I call it my airplane underwear. Yeah. because it's, like it's just weak. Like, it is weak, yeah. but it does not cut in, but it is weak. I want to be hugged. You want to, especially down there after three kids. It's right? like the water bottle equivalent of underwear. I <laughs> just want to feel warm and safe. Yes. Aranava. At Aranava, not a question. Oh, this is very sweet. But I have a clutch he made about eight years ago, and I have used it every day, and it's amazing and it still holds up. Amazing quality product. So wow. there is unsolicited endorsement. Thanks. Yeah. Love it. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It happened to me. I didn't think it would, but it happened to me. I had a nasty bout of postpartum depression. Now there's nothing to be ashamed about in talking about what you're dealing with, and there's nothing to be ashamed about in talking about it with. to someone from BetterHelp. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists at any time. No additional charge and it doesn't hurt their feelings. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com Eliza today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Eliza. Leisha underscore AM, are there any fashion, I love stuff like this, are there any fashion don'ts that drive you insane when you see them constantly repeated? Yes. Go on.
1: If you are wearing a pair of shoes that you need support from your partner or your friend to walk across the street or you started out the day strong and you're limping at the end, Don't. That's me
0: right now. I even bought (laughs) Dr. Scholl's inserts. What are you
1: talking about? You're wearing flats.
0: You know what it is? I think because there's no arch support and I'm in New York so I'm walking more than a human. No, I mean
1: like the heels. The heels that you look like you got your ticket punched. You just like, don't wear them. Just wear them like in and out of the cab and bring a spare because I just hate seeing women look weak, you know?
0: I I do believe high heels are designed to make women's butts sway when they walk. Yes. And I've said this in my stand-up. I believe that they're designed so that we can't run away from our attackers. Yes. Um, and why is it that so many like, high-end brands make high heels that just aren't comfortable? They're also made by men.
1: I don't know because I can't wear them anymore. And I feel like we're willing to wear these uncomfortable shoes, but there's mm. so many other things. Like if your jeans are too tight or like you're not... Like there's all these other areas in our lives where if something's not comfortable, we're like, fuck that. Yeah. But with shoes, we're like, yes, give I'll us the it. pain. Give us the limp.
0: You know what's... I, and this is... It sounds like a suck up thing, but it's not. You gave me, gifted me, a pair of shoes for the Madison Square Garden event. And they were comfortable. They were very comfortable. That's the end of that. We sentence. make a good comfort shoe. I'm not gonna lie. I don't understand why more brands. I think it's more the idea that like people are like, oh, you paid a thousand dollars for these shoes. Who cares if they hurt? Fashion is pain. But I am not head to toe mink going to like the Met Gala. So I don't want to be in pain. I'm not. Who am I showing this off for?
1: Yeah, it's no fun. It costs about like a dollar to two dollars to like make it more
0: comfortable. And what do do you mean by that?
1: In the manufacturing process, to add in a little bit more
0: padding, Uh you know, it costs about two dollars more. Is it the padding? Is that, or is it just like ergonomically some of these shoes are unsound?
1: Well, I think when you're approaching anything above three and a half, like I don't know if we were ever meant to wear those kind of shoes. You know, when you look at those like six inch shoes, like I just, I don't think that's ever going to be comfortable.
0: It can't. No. And we're not meant to be at that angle. No. But that's interesting. Yeah, if the manufacturer could just put it and pass that on to the customer. If I knew this was an exquisite shoe that was expensive but comfortable, yeah. I would pay top dollar for that. I know. The worst is when you buy an expensive shoe that's just like, oh, it's just uncomfortable. LOL. See you on the French Riviera. Leisha underscore am also asked, what fashion era would both of you love to see come back into style? Full force. And she put an exclamation point. Oh,
1: I think you take any woman from the 60s, early 70s, she would look fantastic now. Bianca Mm -hmm. Jagger, Jane Birkin. uh, What's her name? Kennedy.
0: Any of the Kennedys.
1: I mean, all of them. I'll take them all back.
0: I'll answer your question, but in my own way. um, The 90s are back right now in a huge way. You just flared your nostrils (laughs) and rolled your eye. What? You don't like it?
1: I just think there are certain things that like, Acid wash
0: jeans. Yeah. So hot. <laughs> um, I think my generation, who is largely kind of like coming of older age right now, like now my generation, we're buying homes and businesses, 35 and like around those. I think we're so obsessed with our own childhoods. So we're all like, oh my God, bring the nineties back because we are we just our childhoods have always been within like a typable Google reach. Even in the 90s, I remember with no fashion sense, we're talking like big far side t-shirts. I remember thinking this shit is ugly. Right? goes. Remem- total white I trash. And I am of
1: your generation, FYR. We are? Yeah, I'm, I'm 80.
0: You're not an elder millennial. What are you talking about? I love you about? so much. I am the an elder millennial. The cutoff m- is 1983. No, it is not. Oh, I'm sorry. Wait the other it's way. 80. No. Seven. Yes. Uh, I
1: have based my career calling
0: myself a millennial. Okay, a, a
1: millennial. Oh, but there's an, I thought I was the other. I'm the, fir, I'm the.
0: You, I don't think you're, I think you're, I think you're. We're going to have to get right to the behind. bottom We can't, well, you know what? For intents and purposes, we'll just, because you would have been in the same middle school as me. You're three years older than me then. Yeah. Um. So you would have been, to me, you'd hit it right at the sweet spot where you were like in high school, probably able to buy those clothes when I was like just in middle school. Like to right. me, it's all like a little bit. And also, like, I didn't want to dress like that at the time. Maybe if someone had bought it for me. I remember Abercrombie was a very big deal for me.
1: Oh, yeah. I was couldn't a big afford deal? it.
0: I couldn't either. I would just go into the store and smell It smelled things. like a hot dude, but, like, too much <laughs> like a hot dude. Too much. And it was outrageously expensive. Yep. I don't know if it still is, but I think it's kind of, like, not the brand that it was. You don't have to chime in on that. I have no...
1: It's definitely not, but they are trying to make a comeback. I just was happy when American Eagle launched because I was like, oh, they're a knockoff of Abercrombie and I can afford that.
0: Yeah, they were very expensive. And I just remember, I just remember less about the 90s and more about the early 2000s and thinking like this is terrible. Like, if you go back for all of you young ones out there, go look at early pictures of Britney and Justin, like what was happening. Yeah. Mandy Moore on a red carpet, Jessica Simpson, a lot of triangle tops, yes. ill fitting silk. Yep. A lot of like low wedge, like a low. I don't know, like slip-on heels. Do you know what I'm talking about? Express everywhere. So I don't care what comes back. I just know that like I'm so done with the 90s. Same. That being said, if I could dress like Avril Lavigne or like Johnny Knoxville every day of the week, I would. That's my like suburban angsty dream. E underscore veil. What's your favorite item of clothing, accessory, or other other that you've ever made? Obviously that question is for me. Uh, what's your favorite item of clothing?
1: That I've ever made? Or accessory, anything. Fuck, that's hard. That's like asking me which child I love more. Um, But you
0: know. I do know which
1: child I love more. You do know. Um, I think the West Moto jacket was great. I think the morning after bag, which is what started this whole company, you know. Is that like a big bag? It was uh like popular
0: no no like the size like to me it's like a bunch of of stuff yeah because
1: i wanted to have like uh you know i wanted to have a one night stand and have my shit packed to go to work the next day i love it that was the inspiration
0: yeah like it's a bag it fits one pill (laughs) it goes on your (laughs) pinky right so those bags because that kind of represents like the ethos of the company like i'm on the go i'm fucking doing my shit
1: yeah and i'm gonna look cool and still have enough you know just change clothes
0: yeah Uh, They also said, love your products, long-lasting and great-looking. That seems to be the consensus.
1: We like to make a long-lasting product. Who needs crap that, if you spend hard-earned money, want something that lasts?
0: What are your thoughts on fast fashion and its contribution to the demise (sighs) of our ecosystem?
1: Well, when people talk about sustainability, the biggest contributors of waste in the fashion ecosystem, guess who it is? It's fast fashion because they make hundreds of thousands of garments that no one buys that they either burn or have to trash. Yeah. So if you don't buy fast fashion and you support designers, you're actually doing the most you can for this planet. You can recycle all you want. The still, the biggest purveyors of waste
0: are these fast fashion people. Because the clothing is made from like plastic and unsustainable things.
1: Yes. And the people are not paid great wages. And then whatever's left over is either burned or thrown into a landfill.
0: Yeah. I think people like to think, oh, I'm done with this. I'll just donate it or something or that it's going to have a second life and it doesn't always. You also bring up the concept of supporting designers. You know, I understand for the lay person, it's probably difficult to look at a giant brand and think of like, oh, supporting Ralph Lauren or something. But like these are real people that do have an industry that does support a lot of people. Yeah. And so if you like something, being loyal to that brand or just finding the brand that fits you and always going back to that, that's versus just trying a bunch of stuff, throwing half that shit out because you realize it was garbage.
1: Totally, and like save up. It may cost a little bit more because we're supporting people, we're making ethically, but like you'll have a better made product, mm-hmm. and you're you're helping people's livelihoods uh, to
0: thrive. I would always, I would always pay a little bit more to know it was made ethically. Yeah, it, for sure. That gives me peace of mind. I don't feel like a garbage person when I buy something. Cloudy at cloudy day shine. As fashion gets more and more inclusive, what remains the it factor of a model? I love seeing plus size models and models with disabilities and artists uh, doing projects with models who have acne scars, things like that. But if a model doesn't need to be thin or have clear skin, what is it that makes them a good model?
1: I think that for each brand, they need to figure out what their core values are and their model should reflect their core values. That's a great answer, yeah. I think that is it a woman who stands for what you stand for? You're not just hiring a billboard. You're like actually looking deeper into who that woman is, how she acts and what she represents.
0: I think that's fascinating. I never thought of it that way because I always... For some brands, I'm like, oh, they're just doing like a flavor of the week right now versus like an ethical thing. But I guess people spend thousands and thousands and hundreds of thousands of dollars researching what's going to be the best look for their company and what they believe in. Yeah, totally. What's the Rebecca Minkoff girl? Like, who's that?
1: So we recently did something. We eliminated hiring true models for what you're going to see on our website and on our social. We're using influencers that are that have a style of content creation that mirrors our aesthetic. Mm-hmm. Um, we're doing me. We're doing um, user-generated content. So just girls who have awesome style and they're wearing Rebecca Minkoff. Yeah. And that's kind of how we're showing our customer, like here's three three different kinds of women
0: that we believe – um, should be represented in the brand. Yeah, I. it's interesting when I look at models, there's that thing where it's like, oh, it's so unhealthy, but you start to want to look like the models look, which is impossible for most of us. Yes. And then I'll see like there's a different like a, a model with a disability or something where it's so far away from what I look like that I can admire it. But when a girl looks similar to me, I'm like, get that girl off the camera. <laughs> I don't want to see I don't want to see me in these jeans. I want to see what me should look like. What me should look like. So what like. are you saying? So I'm saying you want to see a a slightly
1: better version of you. I
0: want to see not even a version of me. I want to see a version that I could never be. Really? And I want to see something that looks nothing like me because then I don't feel threatened. Okay. Um, But I do love the idea, like you said, influencers. I like the idea of, I also conversely like the idea of, here's a very practical way that you could wear this. Like here's the version of you wearing this and here's how you could execute it. Right. I don't want to see all three of those at once. It's different brands. I want to see it. Right. I want to imagine myself in that world and in those clothes. Okay. Uh, I don't know what I want. I just know that <laughs> I want to aspire to be something when I wear those clothes. If I put it on, I want to think of myself: am I grungy that night? Am I hip hop yes. that night? You know? Yeah. And being a woman, part of that is like getting to flow through those worlds. I and mean, clothes really make it. It changes everything from your
1: exclamation point
0: to your personality. Yes, absolutely. Or in some cases, it's people's only personality. I know. I know. Basic bitches. Basic bitches, but also like girls where sometimes I'm like, the outfit is cool. And then it's like, okay, and other than that, what, you're a Capricorn? Like, I know. Where's the substance here? I once
1: dated a guy who was so hot and he had the best abs, but he was so boring. But I was like, I'm not leaving the evening until I've touched those abs.
0: I'm not leaving the evening. <laughs> like someone's going to come over and be like, ma'am, the evening's over. Put your cab shoes back on. I'm yeah. I'm not leaving
1: the evening. I wasn't going to do it, but I got to touch the abs. Well, to be fair, like that's what you came for. That's
0: what you were going for. Uh just like if a guy goes out with a hot girl, he's like, I'm not leaving until I screw this girl. Screw. Till I fuck this girl. So, you that's what he was offering. Like, he's a hot dude. I know. I really
1: wanted to have sex. But I don't know. It just didn't happen that night.
0: You didn't have your morning we were after in a bunk bed. That was hard. A bunk. Bed. And you were on separate bunks. He was <laughs> we were on in the, the bottom top. bunk. <laughs> it was really uncomfortable. Hi, Rebecca. Robbie. Robbie E. 623. Hi, Rebecca and Eliza. What are your favorite go to pieces for every day on a budget? I'm a full-time working single mom of two, and I need tips and tricks on keeping my wardrobe exciting.
1: First of all, mad prop single mom of two. That is a hard-ass job, so I applaud you. There you go. Um, What would I say? I would say that a good crossbody that can also be... Like, we make a crossbody. I'm not only trying to plug my stuff, but I'm not going to give money away to other people. I mean,
0: you're here. Uh, So let's only talk about you. Yes, it's all about me. A crossbody is a bag, by the way, for all the dudes listening.
1: Uh, I think a convertible crossbody. We have one that becomes a clutch. It's a purse. It's a crossbody. So you'll get a lot of uses out of it. Um,
0: yeah. Now when you say on a budget, so which I think what Rebecca's saying on a budget is like, it might be a little expensive because it's well-made, but you're going to get so many uses out of it. Thank you. Thank you. I blanked out there. No. So even if you're on a budget, uh, so I think, she, I don't know. I think also, oh, go on.
1: I like to also, when I purchase things that are slightly out of my budget, I think about, Cost per wear, Mm -hmm. right? sort of break it down. Like I'm going to wear it every day for a year. Yeah. So then it's like five cents a wear or compliments per wear. Mm. You know, when you buy that thing, you're like, oh, I don't know. And then you get the compliment. You're like, made the right choice.
0: But then can you wear it again? Because they'll know you wore it again. Yes. Is that a problem in our society? Just kind of connecting the dots with the fast fashion thing. This expectation that you have a brand new outfit every time you're photographed.
1: I think that's weird. Yeah. I rewear a lot of my clothes. My favorite clothes are the ones I rewear. Right.
0: So, why not? Who cares? I know. I understand I know. if you are a designer's muse or like that is your art or you're showcasing something, but I have one bracelet. It wasn't even that expensive. I wear it to every red carpet. Yeah. Because if you're looking to me for like jewelry, Instincts or fashion or being like the leader in that—you're looking at the wrong person.
1: Well, I think the people that should wear something once is is for that red carpet, right? That is your opportunity to showcase your style, and you know, lucrative deals can come from that. So, like, you want that red
0: carpet, but for everyday people living their lives, red carpet, yeah, I stand corrected. Maybe that. I guess my red carpets are never that big, Uh, but for everyday lives, I I also—if we were to talk, let's say actual budget—I happen to think a black T-shirt. Is everything. Totally. I'm wearing one now. It was an expensive one, but I wear it a lot. Yeah. Wears per wear. Wears per unit. Cost per wear. Cost per wear. Compliments per wear. Caitlin Finesse. Hi, Rebecca. Okay, she didn't say hi to me, but that's fine. What trends do you think we will see in women's fashion in 2020 and beyond? Ooh.
1: Um, I think the tie-dye trend is going to continue. I'm not mad at it. I'm not mad at it. Uh, Are you not? Because I hate it when i go home i change head to toe into a tie-dye t-shirt and tie-dye sweatpants and my husband is like oh that's your like signal for
0: like you're not gonna have sex with me oh good you're still together (laughs) even after that um do you remember i don't know if they had these in san diego uh joe's crab shack yeah that i to me that there's grateful dead which no one talks about anymore and joe's crab shack i think of tie-dye shirts (laughs) remember they had like eat love crab shirts yeah but you let—is yours like? I feel like yours is like a different kind of tie dye. Then it's not like the red. It's not like the like Roy G. Biv rainbow tie dye.
1: No, it's more like this artwork we're looking at. It's like pink and yeah. turquoise, little white. It's okay. very feminine.
0: Maybe I didn't get the memo. It's a big deal.
1: Sorry, that's our air conditioner. To just, we're not on a spaceship.
0: No, we are. Uh, this was a really expensive podcast. <laughs> so anyone advertising, just know you got a good one. Out of the breast-pumping room into a boardroom here at Rebecca Minkoff Studios? Studio? Um, Headquarters. Headquarters? So if it sounds different, it's because it is different, and we're different. We've been on a journey, but we're diving right back into the questions. Elizabeth Jean White, at Elizabeth Jean White, asks, when you're running late or don't have any inspiration for an outfit, what's your go-to formula for an outfit that sparks joy, oh, somebody watching Marie Kondo, and makes you feel great?
1: Uh, jeans, for sure. A t-shirt and... What kind of
0: jeans? We need specifics.
1: So, my go-to jeans are either Levi's. Um, today I'm wearing Lee. Remember Lee? Yeah. I'm wearing some Lees. I feel like
0: they're back. Uh, I think, you know, you can only have so many Levi's. So and it's a very '90s look. Levi's like that. The whole thing now is like, remember the '90s when we had all these jeans that everyone stopped wearing because yeah. tapered pants came in? Well, we're back.
1: Oh yeah, and okay. tapered's cool. So I wear Lee cool. Levi's. Citizens of Humanity has been good to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they they did a good reboot. They like went off course and then g- they came back. Mm-hmm. I'll usually put on like a fancy sweatshirt. Ala today, it's like got a little like a little
0: flare to a sleeve. She's wearing a very expensive looking but casual sweatshirt. Yes. Yeah.
1: So I'll do that. Um, or, again, my inside jacket with a black T-shirt, just like Mm -hmm. you have on. A good V-neck can get you really far. Tell me. It's not too deep that you show a lot of cleavage. Like, Uh I'm not into showing my boobs. I have big boobs. I don't want them seen.
0: I want my, but I do want my collarbone and ribs. I want
1: my (laughs) emaciated rib cage to (laughs) fit. I just want, yes. I worked hard on that.
0: I've worked hard, and I haven't eaten all morning. I need you to see it. And I think it's very sexy. Like a clavicle is very sexy. Oh, love a clavicle with like a good necklace game. Like a bunch of like thin gold ones. Yes. I can tell by your jewelry uh, because you've got a bunch... I too have a bunch of holes in my ears and you're doing like a lot of layered gold bracelets. Yes. And they're expensive bracelets and they're not the knockoffs of because I'm looking at that nail one you have. Layered tiny gold jewelry. Yes. I see like a lot of Jewish girls do it. It's like a cool look. I've noticed this. A lot of jewelry designers... I'm a big fan of tiny, delicate things and lots of them. Yes. Until they get heavy and aggressive. Or tangled. Tangled? Yeah. Yeah. Around the neck. Yes. Mm -hmm. Billie Eilish is really championing that. Just like a lot of big necklaces. Oh. Gigantic. Yeah, too big. Normal person can't do it. No. Not on a stage. Um, Sue, I, at Sue Ira SD, Sue Ira SD, on being a superwoman, so she knows about you, how do you fake how do you face sexism in the workplace that gets your point across without being the bitch, defiant, or too emotional? She runs her own company. So. so
1: at Rebecca Minkoff, we probably have seven men and 45 women, so I don't face sexism. Right. But this is what I'm going to say. It's an extreme example. Rosa Parks stayed in her seat. She didn't go to the back of the bus. So God damn it, take a stand, be the one that doesn't give a fuck. If you get fired, guess what? You get to sue. But like we all guess have, what you get to sue. <laughs> we all have to just put our necks out. It's not going to happen by us just complaining about it. Like, yeah. be like, not cool. Call people out on it and be vocal about it. And if you're scared, guess what? We all have to do scary things.
0: I think about that a lot. Uh, going through something very personal um, that's been happening over the last couple of years involving me and uh, a lawsuit and it's a very feminist centric kind of thing and i as much as shitty as it is i always think to myself the the things women have had to do to be understood as women uh, we're talking like force feedings for suffragettes and burnings for women yes. and things like that what i'm going through pales in comparison to the strides that have been made so guess what if you're going to be sticking your neck out and other women will not typically not support you or they just may not want to stick their necks out. Sticking your neck out is just that. It's lonely. Your neck is out and it and might cold. get chopped. It's cold and windy. Rebecca Minkoff makes turtlenecks though. So get ready. <laughs> but it's a price you pay for wanting to be heard. I'm very vocal about the environment and I always, um, before I say something to someone, I'm like, by the way, I'm that girl and I don't care. I don't care if it's bothering you that I'm saying don't use that plastic cup. Right. Because if enough people keep saying it, it becomes the norm. Yep. So it's, and this idea of worrying. I say this all the time, worrying about being a bitch. Don't worry about it. Cause the guy calling you that he's a bitch. Done. Although it's probably a girl and she's a fucking bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Hill, perhaps. Hi, Eliza, Rebecca, Emily, and Scott. They're not here. I'm engineering my own podcast today. I turned 30 this month and I'm finding myself in clothing limbo. I think a lot of girls identify with that. The clothing limbo. Just changing of the decades. Yep. I've got a lot of pieces that are definitely more 20s appropriate. Oh, tell me about it. I have so many mini skirts. It's so gross. But don't always want to go the way of the soccer mom. Any suggestions? X O X O.
1: I think Pinterest can be a real good friend to you because I mm. think you need to make a mood board for what you want your new Luke, L E W K, to be. New Luke. Um, I feel like I'm in a wardrobe rut right now with the clothing that's not my of my own design of like, what do I want to be? Like, I thought I was like, had some jeans that I never would not wear and guess what, I'm sick of them. So I think that like, make your mood board, put up your people or your styles, it'll serve you more like that. And then like find, go on a hunt, go on like a little, in real life, not online, like go to a big store and like start gathering those pieces and and see yeah. if you can
0: make your mood board come to life. I always also say this, I was talking about this with a woman yesterday, young- yesterday we always look back at pictures of ourselves when we're younger and we think wow i looked great like oh maybe the alpha wasn't great but i look great you will never be younger than you are now and you can probably wear because i struggle with that i'm like oh am i too old you can wear more things than you think and just fucking do it because if you look bad no one's gonna tell you true so just do it that's what i think when you ask someone what language they took in school. Usually, it's like with an eye roll. They're like, "Mm, French. It's like, do you speak French? No, I don't use it. I feel like a lot of us had difficulties learning a language in school. Rosetta Stone is here to change that. It's available on desktop, and it can be used as an app on your phone or your tablet. Rosetta Stone are trusted experts for more than 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages offered. Rosetta Stone immerses you in many ways with an intuitive process, and you can pick up any language naturally, first with words, then phrases, I do think there's something to be said for ordering something of quality and every once in a while getting a nice package in the mail with a product that you're going to own for a long time. Synthetic pesticides, formaldehyde. I bet you didn't know that was in your sheets. And their signature sheets come in 14 versatile colors and they come in sizes from twin all the way up to California King. And Bowl and Branch has a 30 night worry free guarantee, which means you can wash, style, and sleep in their sheets for an entire month. And if you don't love them for any reason, you can send them right back with free returns on all U.S. orders. Sleep better with the softest, most breathable bedding from Bowl and Branch. Go to bowlandbranch.comslash Eliza for 15% off your first sheet set plus free shipping. That's Boland Branch, B-O-L-L-A-N-D, branch.com slash Eliza, for 15% off. Exclusions apply. See site for details. BJ, the two. Hi, Eliza and Rebecca. Any tips for men who want to dress like an adult but still want to be relatively comfortable? I like that you said relatively.
1: Hmm... Um, I didn't realize dressing in, like, an adult meant you had to be uncomfortable. I also didn't realize men
0: were ever uncomfortable. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, if you, like, just because you're an adult doesn't mean you have to wear a suit. Right. What's, like, a good, like, as a woman in your 30s, you're out, you see a guy, like, what's, what lets you know, like, this guy gets it. He's polished, he's an adult versus, like, jeans and a t-shirt scraggly dude.
1: Oh, I was going to say jeans and a t-shirt. Um, but they could be, I guess, nice. You know, recently some brands, and I'm not a male, I'm not, I don't know men's fashion that well, but like my husband has brought home some slacks that look like slacks, but they're made out of a jersey, so they're more casual. Mm. Or he recently embraced uh, the sweatsuit, like a fancy sweatsuit. And yeah. I was like, okay, okay, dad. Okay, dad. Yeah, but Hot like you look, you look like a, you just finished soccer, you know, I like soccer. You put on your... Fancy
0: pants. Even just like, a, the truth is men don't have to worry about it as much. And sometimes, it, this is unfair, but so is life. If the guy's too curated and it's like, what's going on here? Right, too much time. Too much time and it's like, is there any substance? Women can get away with it. Yes. But with guys, you're like, okay, what's going on? Am I going to touch your abs before the date's over?
1: Also, my husband bought a pair of Dickies in Japan that were cropped and a little, a little bit more fitted. And that was a nice look because you could see his socks. So he got some patterned socks. Oh, my God. some vans.
0: And it was a good look. It's a Johnny Knoxville pant. Yes. I live for it. Yes. I have huge thighs, so I can't pull it off. And I don't have long legs. So there's no reason a jean ever needs to be like just above (laughs) the ankle because it would just be like a normal jean on me. But that's the Luke. X kisses from the sky. I'm a marketing director and struggle to continue to stay creative. How do you continue to stay inspired when your creative tank is running low?
1: take a walk without your phone, look at people, look at buildings, go to a museum, go to a movie, go to a concert,
0: go do take in go art to the that library,
1: look at old books with images. Yeah. Do you do those things? Hire someone that is creative if you
0: get into a real rut yeah, or just like I'm tired that day. <laughs> yes. Uh, I've found I found <laughs> I reading books is a great way for, you and I do very different things just to get out of your own head. Totally even if it's and maybe like looking at images or just looking at things or conferring with people who don't do what you do helps you, always inspires. Yep. Museum's a great one. Yeah. It's also very humbling. You're like, oh, people came before me. Who cares about the spreadsheet? Chantel04. Hi, Eliza and Rebecca. I work in an office setting that allows us to wear jeans every day, but I really want to dress it up and look professional and chic. What are some wardrobe essentials you can recommend for this elder millennial?
1: I'm going to do a little plug for Spanx, Okay, believe it or not. You hear
0: that, Spanx? At Spanx?
1: They sent me, and I, having had three kids, have have loose abs, so it wasn't for me. But they sent me three pairs of really great sort of workwear pants. That hold you in. Huh? That hold you in. That hold you in. Maybe not my size of stomach in, but they made your butt look bigger and up. And, and one was a cropped, one was a flare. And I was like, that's a good work pant. And it's comfortable. If it's comfortable because it stretches. They also make leggings. They make leggings.
0: They make everything. Um
1: I also think that Rachel Comey is an amazing designer. She makes some great, like, elevated worky pants. Nice.
0: Yeah. Yeah, there's versions of comfortable on par with jeans that aren't made of, blue, of denim. Correct. That you're saying. My, I from my perspective, I'm like, I don't know why you wouldn't wear jeans. I would push the envelope, I would wear jeans every day. I would take it a casual step down and I'd be like, Can I do these pajamas? But they're made of denim, Yeah, they're really nice. Yeah, oh, I'm very if you give a mouse a cookie on that one, I'd be like, I'm coming in in just my underwear, but it's like long underwear. Is that okay? <laughs> do you know if you give a mouse a cookie, then they'll just keep coming back? That's me, yeah. If you say that we're friends, I will email you until you come on my podcast. Oh, I hope you say we're friends, we are friends, okay, fair weather, BC. Hi, Rebecca. Big fan, Eliza. Thank you. Question from the UK. I'm a female manager in an almost all-male area of a large company. Oh, this is similar to the other one, but it's good to talk to the fans out over the pond. I try to be assertive, not bossy, and be effective, not a bitch. There's that word again. But strong females still get called this and occasionally gets under the skin and gets me down. Do you ever feel the pull downwards, and how do you pick yourself back up and find your motivation again and strength to ignore? I mean, you're a strong woman. You've got three kids and a husband and this empire. So there are some themes there that you must relate to.
1: Yeah. Um, I think you can be firm. But if you get pissed off, guess what? You can show it. If you're paying people or you have people that report to you that have a responsibility, like you're allowed to get angry. Like mm-hmm. I did it earlier this week. I was like, I'm really disappointed and I don't get how you don't get it. And yeah. she could say, I'm a bitch. And I'm like, well, do your job and... I didn't say this. Do your job, and I won't be one.
0: You know, but I did say it to my husband over a glass of wine later.
1: (laughs) So I think it's like this thing of like you can't be seen as being tough or firm, or if you're upset, you can't be upset. Like, why? Why Why can't we be upset?
0: Because then what? Then people will respect you. We're in
1: this permissive society, and I think you said it on stage where like everything has to be nice. And Mm -hmm. I mean, you didn't say you were obviously way funnier, but like you said, like. You can't offend anyone or yeah. do anything. Like, everyone has a fucking, like, shell around them. Mm-hmm. And I don't know that if my money is going to your paycheck and you mess up or, or I've you're I've hired you to do a job. Thank you.
0: So just we, feelings get in the way and then it becomes politically correct. And it's like, look, I don't even have to notice anything about you. I hired you to do X and Y and you did C. Correct. So that's the disconnect and you can't get your feelings. Don't catch feelings. About your performance.
1: Yeah, and obviously the pendulum swings like probably in the 80s, people were being totally mistreated, but now it's like, we're like, are you okay? Right. Did I upset
0: you? I'm so sorry. Right. And there like- was so much cocaine. Right. Uh, there is that, and there is that thing where. I find myself doing it. I was on an email the other day, and I was very firm about something, about something that meant a lot to me. And I found myself, I sent an email just saying, hey, I hope I didn't come off as too curt. Not because I felt bad. I was afraid that person, because this happens with women, would then be like, oh, I didn't like what she talked to me. Therefore, I'm going to do something horrible. So it's that thing where you have to pick your battles. um, But you also, I firmly believe this, and I say it a lot, you teach people how to treat you. Yes like you, I can't read your face and I can't tell with every joke if you're going to laugh or if you're like not feeling the vibe and now I've taught myself I'm just going to say it and kind of look away and then hope that you laugh when I'm not looking at you (laughs) and you've taught me that in this very brief interaction. You teach people how to approach you, right? How to treat you. Yeah. You're a boss. You understand that. A literal boss. I hate the like boss bitch terminology. Girl boss. Girl boss, lady powers, mama. Found
1: her Found her, empire her. Oh, it's bad.
0: That sounds G-E-O. like G E O. These sound like you can't read. <laughs> these are for people who can't read. Oh my god! Or speak. Inspire her. Can we talk more about this? Because <laughs> yes. I feel like we're hitting something now, yes. which I wish I had. I had known this feminization of things that we've always aspired to, of spaces we've aspired to occupy, and now we feel we have to make it our own with like rose scented douche spray. Yes. I don't want to be, I don't want to inspire her. I just want to inspire. Right. And hope that dudes also want to play along. Yeah. I don't need the girliness of it. No. Right? Yes. It's really annoying. Why is it annoying? I just
1: think it's a, I don't know. It, it makes it separate and like shrink it and pink it.
0: Did you make that up? No. I
1: love that. It's a commonly used thing, like, for marketing speak. Like, when you're marketing towards a woman, it's a razor, let's make it pink. Let's make it pink. And petite, so it bits in her purse or, yeah. like,
0: you know. Shrink it and pink it because we yes. like small things. And we like them pink. Oh, wow. Um, there's a tampon company, I'm blanking on which one it was, of the two, uh, that recently there was a big news item that they took the feminine symbol. yes. Yes. And my whole thing is, I'm like, I don't need it on there. No man needs a tampon. (laughs) Uh, And if you're a woman that identifies as a man but still has a period, sure as shit know what a box of tampons looks like. (laughs) I've never been like, wait, are these for my butt tampons or my vagina tampons? (laughs) And it's just that thing where it's like, why are my tampons even pink in the first place? Make them utilitarian, government-issued, like, gray tampons. Yes. I don't need to be on, like, a flower crawl. No. You're just affirming everything I'm saying. You're my, I, get <laughs> I get it. Sorry. I get it. Stacy underscore... So how did we end that? Um, but it, you know what you it is... You said I'm just
1: agreeing with everything you're saying. But I don't agree with every. I mean, I didn't, but... Anyways. No, no,
0: agreeing in terms... Like, I, it's my job to say the, uh, the outlandish thing. But the <laughs> fact that you're agreeing makes me feel more comfortable. It makes me feel better. I don't want government
1: issued. I just don't need pink. I don't need You pink. know, like, I don't want to be in North Korea. I don't want a box that looks like it came from
0: North Korea. Oh, see, I don't care. I'm like, just give me the tampon because I'm leaking. How about let's not bleach it? No chemicals. Yeah. Right. How
1: about let's, let's not give ourselves uterine cancer
0: with the, co- the toxic chemicals that are in those things. How about we don't need a plastic applicator? There you go. Um, and you know what? I'm going to say this and people aren't going to like that. I'm going to say it, but I'm going to say it. I'm a huge environmentalist, really into sustainability, all that stuff, the best I can be. When people are like, you need to use a Diva cup because it's reusable. How about... We stop burning fossil fuels before we take away my tampons. How about I coughed
1: when I had a Diva Cup in and guess what came out? Every, the Diva Cup? And everything and in every, it. your cup ran <laughs> that over. That was the last of my Diva Cup. I, I don't Sorry, think
0: Diva Cup. Women's, how about we take away the tax that goes with tampons? And I don't think women's hygiene is where we need to start making eco cutbacks. No. Nope. Get on a bus.
1: I will say, though, I want a cardboard applicator. I do not like fingering myself with those little ones yeah. that you have to stick
0: up. But yeah, and I know people are like, oh, does it feel good? No, it's a, it's very thin. You can almost not feel it. Yeah. I'll take either. I don't want to think. I just want to do it. Have you ever had, guys, I don't care if you're not like this, have you ever had a period that's so heavy? I, like, never talk about this, though your tampon doesn't even have a chance to expand. Yes. It's almost like the it end It just of,
1: goes right through it like a waterfall. It's like
0: carry. Like yeah. it's just covered. It's like, I didn't even have a chance to be at the prom. At color therapist. Nope. At color a therapist. Color a therapist? Color a therapist. I love your designs. Rebecca, what do you think of people who look down on others for having designer items? I love designer clothes, the artistry, the quality, and putting together beautiful clothes that make me happy. But anytime I do my Lagerfeld t-shirt or my coach shoes, people automatically think I'm a snob. But I feel like they don't understand that my $300 shoes I got on sale, I'm a student. So it's the only way I can afford it. Will last me for five years. We talked about this. Is it the same, as, uh, is the same thing as them buying $40 shoes at Walmart every three months because they wear out?
1: You are dressing for you, girlfriend, so you do you and F them, and you are doing something better for the environment by wearing your shoes yeah, than someone buying $40 shoes five times and
0: throwing them away, it doesn't and they make, don't last long. It doesn't make them more grounded, by the way, because they shop at Walmart. It sounds to me like you need to seek out water at a higher level. Yes. You need people that don't blink at that and don't think about that. Don't pay attention to those haters. Yeah. So Eliza, you've talked about frustration when your mother says your $400 jeans are not fancy enough for the club. What do we do? What is a good way for me to tell these people that my designer heels are bigger and definitely worth more than their tiny dicks? Well, it feels like it's women also saying something. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. Uh, she's talking about at my mother's club where she lives in Florida. They have a country club. The rule is no jeans. And my argument is always like, but these jeans cost more than some people's outfits. Right. But I understand it's the look of denim. I usually just uh, acquiesce and I wear whatever. But... The idea, I think, for high fashion is that you're dressed so well that and so impeccably that it's not a conversation. People just know you're dressed well, and you don't want to talk about the cost of it with people that's gauche, right
1: yeah, it's just style is uh you can be stylish at any price
0: point it's absolutely Luke you know? I hate it's a Luke. I hate the term fashionista, and that came like out of the recession, but you can mix and match with a piece from Walmart. For anything, you don't have to have money to have style, but no one should look down on you if you choose to spend your money on that. What are they buying? Fucking big gulps? Those things add up. Drop that mic. Hot drop. Are you ready to answer some life questions for some people? I love answering life questions. We're going to do some life questions. Anonymous. Anonymous? Sometimes they don't, they know that the boyfriend's also a fan. Uh, So we'll do one and then we'll do top of the cob. Question for Rebecca. I'm 36 and my boyfriend is 30. What if it was your assistant writing this? That's I, I work at a fashion line. Uh, I'm 36 and my boyfriend is 30. Something I'm a go-getter husband. badass who's been supporting myself since I was 18, college and grad school. I've been dating my boyfriend for one year. Okay. My job required me to move to Minneapolis from New York. Move to Minneapolis, that's, a, that's an adjustment.
1: I know where you're working.
0: Oh, really? Yep. Oh, Is it, hold on, is it, it's like a um, Target. Oh, I thought it was something else. Nope. You thought it was Target. It it probably is. I'm a scientist for a food company. Okay, so not Target. (laughs) I thought it was another clothing company too. I travel a lot and love my job and I'm great at it. This girl is not short on self-esteem. Good for you. My boyfriend says if he wants us to take the next step, I would have to transfer to a job either with my company or another one to be home more. He doesn't want to move to Minnesota and not have me be home during the week. This is very complicated. I realized that if we were to get married and have kids, I would have to get a job with less travel because of babies, but we aren't there yet. I want to be successful and have it all. Marriage, family, career. He works in insurance and likes his job too. He doesn't feel the pressure that being too old or having children that I do, should I ditch him and look for a Minneapolis man who will support my career? He said if I got a job in Colorado, he would gladly move there. What the fuck? Hmm. Selfish man.
1: Uh, I have two opposing views. I did long distance with my now husband for a year and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, and when his career went up in flames, he's like, I'll move to you because I'm starting over. Right. And he did. Um, but he, and my career was like barely starting. It was like me out of my apartment and an intern. Um, but he thought that there were more, more seeds of, of growth. That you had planted. That I had planted. Sure. Um, the other side of the coin is my faithful assistant... Uh, her boyfriend was like, I'm moving to Chile to sell drugs for a pharmaceutical company. Oh, I was like, well, you shouldn't admit that. No.
0: (laughs) Okay.
1: Like positive drugs, not like bad drugs. Um, And she said, I'm going to go with him. And I said, you're making a really big career mistake. And she's like, I'm going for love. And my career can wait. And she's still remained my assistant virtually and she's been amazing and fantastic. And it's been four years. From Chile. From Chile, her working remotely. But I will say that she's had an incredible experience. you know. She's traveled all up and down South America. She's met people she never expected. So her life has been far enriched, and it wasn't only about her career. Right. So I think it's like, what do you want? Like, And how can you talk your man into a temporary situation? I knew a woman from Minneapolis who would come in once a week to New York, so it's a pain in the ass. Well,
0: let me but, ask you a question. Yes. When you and your husband decided to do a year and a half, was there an end game, or was it like, let's just see... Or were you already dating for a while and then you were like, I need to go?
1: We met long distance. We decided to just see what happened. But, like, I think we knew it was serious enough and I would not advise her of this. Like, if you know you see a future, have that conversation. Like, hey, if we're going to take these, make these sacrifices, like, you better be in it to win it. And where's my fucking ring?
0: There's also that. Like, if I'm going to do anything, if I'm going to pivot in any way, like, I need some kind of commitment. Definitely the ring situation. Yeah. Him saying, I moved to Colorado. It's like, okay, well, they're both cold, so strap in. Yeah. Um, But at the end of the day, what is it that you, do you love your career? Then that should take priority and everything else will follow if that's your baby first. Mine was, and it worked out for me. There you go. Yours was, not it worked out for you. Now you have four babies total. I know. Which one do you love the most, quick? My son. <laughs> Oh, so the other two girls.
1: <laughs> no, I have two boys. I love them all.
0: I oh, that's all a good kids. answer. That's a diplomatic answer. It's time for Top of the Cob. Are you ready? Yep. Hit it. It's the Top of the Cob. We're doing it right. Every day. You just take a bite. Top of the Cob. What is your, Rebecca Minkoff, what is your Top of the Cob?
1: We have just launched a bag that I'm really excited about. It's called Love 2. It could have been a better name. Um, but it's a crossbody that I'm just thrilled about. And it makes me happy and I hope it makes you happy too. What's so great about it? Uh, It just looks chic. Mm. Not that my other, I don't want to like downplay my other babies. No, that's what you're saying. This is like, it's new. It's like, you know, love at first sight again.
0: It's the way I feel about when I have a new joke. It's like my new baby and I can't wait to show everyone. Right, you want to say it over and over again. And then six months later, I'm like, I don't want to say this. I don't want to see this baby. I want to talk about this baby. Right. Everyone's already laughed at my baby. (laughs) Uh, My top of the cob is, this is, this sounds trite, but it's not, a scarf. For the longest time, I thought people looked toolish in them, and I always thought it was weird when men wore scarves. Like, was this like a Dickens novel? And recently I found that I, even indoors, enjoy the warmth around my neck. I have one here. An expensive scarf is a good statement piece, and it's good even in a t-shirt on a plane. There's so many uses. So I've begun collecting nice scarves. That's good. I have an Hermes scarf. I have no idea how to wear it. And I asked for it as a gift, and I got it. And um, my husband doesn't know that I'm I'm, I'm, I'm intimidated by the scarf but I'll some get Some
1: people wear it around their wrist the Ooh, Hermes. It's a big one though so I, I oh, wonder. Some people wear it as a
0: top My tits are too big. <laughs> I need that bra support There's an Same. app. It's like a dorky app but it's like an Hermes scarf tying app Whoa. and I was like who have I become but I feel like that app wasn't made with my specific scarf in mind Maybe you can tell me. Do you have it here? No but I can You can send me pictures. We can FaceTime <laughs> <baseline. laughs> About my scarf What is your bottom of the cob?
1: This is probably um, central to New York City or um, an urban metropolis. When you get into a cab, you don't want it to smell like body odor. You don't want your driver's armpits to smell.
0: I'm always shocked, even in an Uber, like how unaware people are.
1: How do you not smell yourself?
0: I will get out of that cab. I've done that. At an airport where there was a line. And I just got in the next one. They're like, you can't. And I was like, you need to wash your body. Right. It's offensive. I can deal with a little bit of odor. Baking
1: soda goes a long way.
0: Yeah. Soda's not farting into your armpits. (laughs) My bottom of the cob is New York centric as well. And it is a 65 degree day at the end of October. Global warming is alive and real and happening. Los Angeles, as of right now, is on fire. Hopefully by the time this podcast comes out, the flames have been quelled. But we all need to. Uh,
1: California is being budget. punished, the sins of California. Can I tell you something? God is punishing California.
0: Um, I feel like God's punishing <laughs> us all, but I also feel like, and I'm going to say this, we deserve the hellfire that we get because this is a horrible note to end on. <laughs> my, <laughs> we'll talk about that later. But my bottom of the cop is that it's warm today, and I dress in riding boots and a coat because so I was like, I'm going to have my fall fantasy New York day running around, and I am schwitzing, and all my makeup's like a little melted. And my clip-in hair, like, doesn't look as cute as I thought it would. That's Clippin'? Mm-hmm. Wow. I did the hot girl thing where I wear Clippin's with a hat so you can't see where everything starts and begins. Yes, girl. Thank you. It's real hair. Someone's real hair. Rebecca Minkoff, I'm so glad we're friends. Me Thank too. Thank you for dressing me for that event. Oh,
1: my God. I, I was so beyond honored. I was so excited.
0: And I was so good that night, so it was, like, totally we're worth awesome. it. Also, hope I was the only girl, but I was also, like, really boring. I was really
1: pissed. I was like, they couldn't find two women?
0: I wasn't pissed. I was fine with that.
1: I mean, I'm sure you're fine with it, but I wanted, you know.
0: Oh, they probably did and they just couldn't make it, so they called me. Oh, stop it. Uh, You can find her beautiful pieces, beautiful collection, beautiful lines, all the new bags, all the exciting things at RebeccaMinkoff.com. She's at Rebecca Minkoff on Instagram and her podcast, Super Women with Rebecca Minkoff, is on iTunes.
1: And you're going to be on it.
0: And I'm going to be on it. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you.